Hey, 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 it's Tuesday. You know that what that means. You're listening to Between the Lines with JC Caldwell. Good morning. Um, if you can't tell over the radio, I am a little not sick, but my voice is kind of going away a little bit. I literally just woke up like three days ago and was losing my voice. So it's been fun to, um, you know, have my voice crack every once in a while and have some people make fun of me. Um, kind of funny. So anyway, hopefully you can understand all of the words that I say today, but just a heads up. It's also been quite a morning. Sorry about that late start. Um, my One of my good friends just had sol- shoulder surgery yesterday, so I had to go over this morning and help him, you know, get some more ice and stuff like that. So I was running a little bit late, but let's get started. Um, so of course, as always, starting with sports. Men's tennis had a meet against BYU and unfortunately lost 3-4. to four. That game was on Saturday, but I heard it was a good match, so next time, next time. Um, women's tennis had a conference. Um, they played UNLV and San Diego. Unfortunately, it was not their weekend. They lost to both teams 0-4, to four, and that was just over this past weekend. Um, and then softball played against Albuquerque on Friday and got the dub 13-4. to So, way to go softball to get that A lit blue. I really want to go to a game. I actually really enjoy watching softball, even though I'm not the best at playing it. Um, and then football had their pro day last week also. And for those of you who don't know what pro day is, it's just when all of these NFL scouts get to come watch all the players do all different sorts of things, do sprints, do, like, football passes. They have to do, like, vertical jump, um, like, a bunch of different testing and stuff like that. And these NFL scouts just get to come and watch. So that's really cool and a cool thing that a lot of players got to participate in. I, I mean, I follow Savon Scarver on Instagram, and I saw him post about it, and I know that DT was a part of that. So that's really cool. Um, And then moving into events because, you know, we want to know what we get to do um, this week. So it's actually major declaration week. So declaring what, you know, what you want your major to be, what you want to do, which is kind of cool. I didn't even know that they had a week for this, but they have um, events going on from noon to one in the TSE throughout the week, just like advisors, advisors. why it's important to figure out what you want to do, how to figure out what you want to do, things like that to just kind of help everyone out. So if you are interested in that, TSC from noon to 1 all throughout the week. And then um, the ARC is also doing like this big three challenge where you do a deadlift, a squat, a bench, and you max out. And I don't know why I said ARC because it is at the field house from 6 to 8 this week. So if you want to compete, or go watch people do all those things and try and max out and compete against each other. Show up at the field house. That's kind of a cool thing that they do. Um, it's also Natural Resources Week. Woohoo! In our week, in other words. So, got lots of events for that. Um, so, yesterday they had a cute farmer's market, um, maker's market, and they did like a rapid fire research thing yesterday. Um, and then today is Tacos and Chacos with the Latin X Center, so that's really cool. That's going to be on the NR patio from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. tonight. So Latin X is actually providing the tacos, and you just wear tacos. Um, and then the money is going to go towards the Latin X 
center and um, club and stuff like that. So go out, have fun, and support them as well. Um, and then on Wednesday, tomorrow, they're having a Water in Utah speaker event. That's going to be from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. in the BNR 102. BNR 102. That might be really cool, especially, you know, with the major drought that we've had this year. And then on Thursday, they're having a plant propagation clinic. So I'm not entirely sure what that is about, but if you like plants, I'm sure it'll be good. And that is going to be from noon to 3 p.m. in the NR Atrium. NR Atrium. And then on Friday, they have a QCNR Ring of Fire. That sounds really interesting. Actually, like, reminds me of the song. Anyway, that is going to be from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the NR Patio. Um, And then just throughout the entire week, NR will be selling sun shirts and be selling stickers. So I know that a lot of us like stickers. I mean, I walk around and see stickers on everyone's water bottles and laptops all the time. So that's cool. Go support them. They're also going to have a naturally inspired arts contest all week long. So lots of stuff to look forward to. Also, it's April Fool's on Friday. So if you don't plan to pull a prank, be prepared to get pranked on. So that is on Friday. So beware on Thursday night what you could be waking up to. I don't know. I'm excited. I remember when I was younger, me and my brother, not even me and my brother, just my brother would always play pranks on me. Like, I remember this one time, and not even on April Fool's. It just makes me think of that. Um, This one time, I was sleeping, and I woke up the next morning and opened my door, and he didn't, like, saran wrap the the door, but he, like, used, like, packing tape to, like, and taped, like, the whole door, and it taped, like, plates and cups and the most random things, like, on the outs, like, on the inside, like, okay, he did, like, packing tape, and then we, like, put plates and cups, and then another set of packing tape, so it was, like, in the middle, and I was, like, stuck in my room, and I saw the picture of it, it's really funny, and he would just, we would pull pranks all growing up, and it was just a lot of fun, so I have good memories with April Fool's, um, so yeah, luckily he can't pull any pranks on me this year, since he is in California, but, I mean, maybe I should still watch my back. But anyway, just a heads up. Just a heads up for you guys. Um, All right, moving into our statesman portion. Um, I don't have a guest this week. I originally was going to have my friend Lizzie come on. And we're going to kind of talk about all the fun vacation spots for college students and, you know, different spots to go this summer, Um, especially since I'm headed to New York this summer for an internship in Manhattan. And um, she's doing some cool trips this week she's going to Arizona and then she's going to St. Thomas and she really loves to travel so originally I had that in mind but unfortunately she could not make it today so that's all right um we'll save that for another week but instead of that um this week I actually did a video news story on snack um which is a resource for students who can get them like nutritious food and stuff like that So I interviewed the snack director up there, and so I thought that that would be cool for you guys to kind of learn about. They are doing this fundraiser. They do this fundraiser throughout the entire year, but they really push for it in March. And they're just asking for donations from people in the community, um, from students, from anyone that they can get, just because the university doesn't fund them. So they, they pay their employees through these donations and it's how they pay for 
like their meat and stuff like that when it's out of season. So um, that's kind of what this story is about. And I'm just going to play the interview for you guys. It just seems easier for me rather than me explaining things. Just let the director, the expert herself kind of um, take that over. So I'll go ahead and play that interview now. And that will be kind of the guest for this week. Kara Bachman, K-A-R-A-B-A-C-H-M-A-N. Awesome. And then what is your official title? Yeah. So my title is the Food Security Program Coordinator. Awesome. Um, so why is SNAC beneficial for students? So we're here uh, to help any, any student, any Aggie who is experiencing food insecurity. So whether they like are on an athletics team and they like can't have another job um, and they don't have any income from sports, we're here to support them. We're here to support people who have six dollars in their bank account. We're here to support people who uh, need just a little bit of extra groceries for the week. They have like a budget of fifty, but like their their grocery bill is like increasing with prices increasing. We're here for people who are eating ramen every day. Like we're here to help people eat more nutritious food. So we don't really have a criteria. That's why we're, we exist without criteria or without like uh, a registration process because we know that every student's needs are so unique. And do you think that there is a big need for it? Do you think that there are a lot of students who fall into those categories? Yeah, I absolutely think there's so many students. There have been lots of studies um, throughout like the nation and at Utah State that show that there are about 30% of students um, at Utah State are food insecure, meaning that they reduce their quality or their quantity of their food, which is astounding. Okay. And where do you guys get all this food to help these students? Yeah, so we get most of our food from the Cash Community Food Pantry. It's on Main Street. And so our student leaders go there uh, once a week and they pick up 2,000 pounds of food or more. And then we also get food, um, like recovered food, from USU Dining Services and Neaters. Um, so that's like where all of our bread is breads come from and then we also get like hot food from USU catering so there's like steak or chicken or rice pancakes like scrambled eggs we get it all and it's super awesome so we're, we're grateful that they are like able to donate their extra food to us and then we also um, collaborate with uh, cash community cleaning and we get extra produce in the summer and the fall that would otherwise be wasted so we're really lucky to like have that partnership and to get that fresh produce that would have been wasted. So, so if all your food is donated, what and uh, what is the fundraiser? Where does that money go? Yeah, so a lot of the food that is um, would have been wasted. So let's say bread, for example, we get like 60 pounds of bread from meters twice a week. And that bread comes in a garbage bag. So that garbage bag can't go to one student. Um, and so those loaves of bread we need to put into packaging, like a bag, and over time that packaging adds up. And the same thing for like steak or chicken or rice, all that needs to be packaged. So all the packaging for that, our sanitation supplies, um, paying student leaders, our transportation for picking up the 2,000 pounds of food a week. It, we don't have a truck, we rent every week. And so it adds up and so we need money to pay for that. So um, running this operation is not free, even though a lot of our food is donated. 
I will say too, we do buy some food. I didn't mention that earlier, but we buy um, produce during the winter to supplement, you know, we live in Utah, there's like no one growing produce in the winter. So we usually um, buy produce from Lee's and just whatever's on sale that week we purchase. So. And how much, what is your guys' goal? How much are you hoping to get? We are hoping to get $15,000 or more. So our need is higher than that, but it's our goal right now. Okay, and how long does this fundraiser go on for? So our campaign goes on for a month, and then it just continues for the next year until we start our campaign again. So people can donate throughout the next year, but we're going to be promoting it for the next month. And why why this month? Is there a reason that it's this month that you promote it? Uh, no, not particularly. Just annual? Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and what do you do on a day-to-day -day basis here at Snack? Yeah, so my office is not in snack, so I can actually get stuff done. So I work um, down the hall and I do a lot of like the planning, so coordinating um, when our students will be working, keeping the schedule up to date, um, ordering products, um, making sure that students that come here are satisfied with the quality, the food that they're receiving. Um, I keep track of a lot of the data and then work with um, other departments to put together data visualizations, um, statistics, put together reports for SNAP to advocate for what we do. Um, I also help students apply for SNAP benefits and um, refer them to other services that they may need. So we know that students struggle with food insecurity and they also struggle with other things like housing, um, insurance, childcare. So I help refer them to those resources as well. So I, I, my work is a little bit less like working with food directly, but um, I do enjoy leading the student leaders and advocating for the work that we do. And how do you think students know about this resource? I think a lot of it is word of mouth. So we don't have someone like solely in charge of marketing. Sarah does a really great job on social media and putting together posters. Um, and so we're really grateful for that, but I think a lot of it is word of mouth, honestly, at Utah State. We do have a couple posters, like, around campus, but other than that, there's not much. Awesome. And do you always think that you're always going to be needing money for this? Yeah. Until the university gives us any money, we, the university doesn't support us financially um, at this point. So the money that is that we're getting, like, that we're using right now, is through donations and then through COVID money. So that's what we're doing right now. Like, Unless we are funded through student fees or the president's office funds us, then we're always going to be needing money. Why do you think they don't fund you guys? Um, I think there's a lot of other asks out there. So every department asks for money every year. And um, I mean, maybe not every year, but everyone wants more money. Like every department wants more money. And um, I think it's challenging for the university to determine how to distribute the money. So I don't think that we're not a priority. I think we are, but I think that um, like executing that can be a little bit difficult. I also think that SNAC is fairly new in terms of like administration awareness. So we started. Um, in 2009, 2010 is when Snack started, starting in a trailer. And so I think we're just picking up like more momentum since probably like 2015, 2017. 
Um, so I see. I would still say it's fairly new compared to other programs. Okay. Have you? How long have you been here? I started here when I was a freshman, and I was I was in 2017. So I graduated last year, and then I was hired as a staff person. So it's what I love to do. It like has a place in my heart. So I just hope we can raise money to keep it going and hopefully continue to advocate for what we're doing. And at some point, maybe. The university administration will fund what we do. So, what would you say to encourage other students to donate? Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard for I feel like it's hard for them to ask students for money because I know they're already short. But I would say the best thing that they could do is share the link to donate with family, friends, um, that that may be able to donate money. And I think any 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 amount counts. Five dollars to like $500. Whatever people are able to give is great. Like if 20 people gave $5, that would make a really big difference. So I think any amount is great, but I, I would probably say just sharing that link would be awesome. awesome. And how do people get this food? They put in orders online? I don't know the whole system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we kind of split it up, split it up so that whatever students want to, they prefer, they can do. So. Tuesday and Wednesday they can place an order online and then they can pick it up. Pretty similar to other grocery store pickup services. And then on Thursday and Friday we do in person so they can come around into snack when we're open and look at the food, see the nutritional facts, um, ask questions if they have any questions um, to make sure they're getting what they want. So. All right, we're gonna go ahead and end it there. Sorry, I know that that interview was pretty quiet uh, I did have a mic on her, but she she was very quiet when she spoke. So I apologize if you had to turn up the volume a little bit. But um, hopefully you learned a little bit about Snack and what they do and how big of a resource they are for students here on campus. Um, any student can go get the any food that they need. You can place an order and go pick out food for free. That's why they're there. Um but yeah, just a heads up in case you wanted to donate, you can find that um, on Aggie Funded. So um, yeah, so I'm gonna highlight some other stories in the Statesman this week since Snack is not in it this week. Um, but we do have um, a story on the new vet school that will be well vet program that will be coming to USU in 2024. So that's really exciting and cool. I know that a lot of people are really, really looking forward to that and. Really enjoy those things, so I think that is really cool. Um, I also have a story in here about truth intuition. Um, I went to the event, and um, they just kind of announced that tuition will be increasing again for the next school year by 3.5%. So if you want to know why and where that money is going, go check out the article. Um, I do appreciate that they hold this event and that they are kind of trying to be transparent with everything and where this money's going and you know I do wish that more students took advantage of that opportunity because I know that a lot of us are going to hear oh tuition's increasing and complain and rag on it and like be upset about it and we're not educated on even why or what the, what the money's going towards or how that decision was even made so this event's kind of cool and I kind of explain what the event is about and how it runs as well um, some other stories is the Huntsman School of Business um, got a donation of $2.5 million 
to um, build a new building, and that's from Larry H. and Gail Mil- the Miller Family Foundation. So that's kind of cool. They also had donated to pay for Huntsman Hall and all of that stuff, so go read about that. We also have a story in here about <clears throat> CAPS and what they do to help students kind of meet each other um, while still improving mental health and what resources are available. It's a really good story. Um, we also have some Lifestyles articles about <clears throat> about professors and their thoughts on TikTok and social media, stuff like that. I'm actually in this TikTok class that this article is kind of written on that I, I mean, it's only a two-day class, two hours for two days, and they're doing, like, this competition um, to do, um, you make a TikTok and compete, and there's judges, and you can win, like, really sweet prizes. So I don't even, own, like, I've never had TikTok or had the app on my phone or anything like that, but I am in the class just because you get a free credit hour and knowledge is power, so that's what we're going with today. Um, yeah, and then there's another article about um, some students in trips over spring break and um, how, like, one girl, like, went to France and just all the cool things that you can go do. Um, there's also some tips for combating burnout, which I think is very relevant to every single one of us. I know that I am really, really feeling burnt out lately. Um, last night, I literally went to bed at 10, and I had a lot more homework to do. And I was like, you know, I just can't. I'm just going to bed. I feel so tired and burnt out. And now I have a lot to make up today. But um, there's some tips because I know that we all face that. Um, there's some cool sports articles. There's one on the pro day that I kind of mentioned earlier when talking about sports. Um, there's kind of a highlight on Utah State's All-American runner. Um, so, yeah, make sure to go check out the Statesman. It's good this week. It's good every week. And there's a cute picture of a baby cow in the front. Who doesn't love that? Um, all right, and then moving really quickly into our Logan News. So, um, this past week, there was a little free library that was blown up. So, if you guys don't know what these are, they're kind of just like those little birdhouse-looking things that anyone can take a book. And it's the idea is take a book, leave a book, so that someone else can read your book. And it's kind of like a pass-it-on thing. Um, it's a really cool idea, especially I know that they have them a lot of elementary schools so that Maybe elementary kids who can't afford books can still go read them. Um, Anyway, so one in Hyde Park was blown up. Um, And officers say that they are investigating it because, I mean, it wasn't the only thing blown up. There was other vandalism, like, including, like, targeting portable toilets and construction sites and just, like, using explosives a lot. Um. So, I mean, this is kind of sad. Like, it's someone going out of their way to be malicious. Um, And the girl that kind of started it and has run it a little bit, she's noticed that people will take books and leave leave it completely empty before and makes her sad. But she's like, this has kind of really pushed her off the edge and she doesn't want to deal with it anymore and kind of talks about in the article she wants someone else to take it over. And she loves it and she'll always be willing to donate books, but... It just sucks. It sucks to have that stuff kind of happen. So they are still investigating it and trying to figure that out. But that's definitely something that happened this past week. Um, All right. Moving into our one headliner this week. All right. So 
This one leads into more of a feel-good rather than the feel-bad with the blown-up free library. So this headline of this week, it says, quote, Indiana fifth graders aim to spread happiness with special hotline, end quote. So I read a little bit about this, and the hotline is for, I'm, well, it was a project for this fifth grade class, and they came up with the idea for a phone line after reading about a similar project from a kindergarten class in California. And they kind of just thought, you know, the world is really dark and really chaotic sometimes, especially everything that's on the news. And they're like, hey, what's a good what's a good way to, I don't know, spread kindness? So they made this hotline for anybody to call. In the picture, it's kind of like an elderly woman. Um, but anyone can call, and these fifth graders just... They will give jokes, they give advice, they give inspirational quotes. Um, There's also a feature for callers who want to get a taste of fifth grade education. And they'll just do random facts that fifth graders should know and stuff like that. So that part kind of reminded me of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, that, that fun game show. So anyway, lots of really cool things that these fifth graders are learning how to be kind and they're really playing a part in that. And they even have it. They they even offer this in multiple different languages. So um, in English and Spanish. So if you ever have the desire to call, the number is 574-832-4965. And this is in Indiana. But I'm sure that they would love to talk to you. Um, a very, very cute idea. Um, so good job to those fifth graders. Spreading kindness rather than blowing up free libraries. Um, Anyway, that is all the time that we have for our show today. Um, I appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. I will be here next week. Hopefully I can get Lizzie on as a guest then, but we will see. So just make sure to tune in next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Have a good rest of y'all's day.